Mentally Morbid. This podcast represents the opinions of the speakers and guests to the show. By listening to this podcast or reading any content posted or shared by the Mentally Morbid creators, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as psychological advice. The content should not be used in lieu of medical or psychological advice or any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care. The content here is for entertainment and educational purposes only. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or blog. Please consult healthcare professionals for any medical or psychological care. Netflix. Are we going to introduce ourselves before we do that? Oh, no, no we're going to edit it and put it in the beginning. <laughs> we're no, just no, no. we're going to introduce ourselves again. <laughs> I think just saying our names every time. Do we want to do first and last name or just first name or first name, middle initial and credentials? No last name. Or first Can't name, last name, credentials, maiden name and wannabe name. Annie, the stripper, Samantha, Scourja Brown. No, I am Annie, woman in black, Scourja. Soon to be Scourja Brown at some point when I remember to do the paperwork. I am lady in red. Angel of darkness. Angel of darkness. I still like Kinsey, um, what was it? Pescatarian, the Italian pescatarian. I read our descriptions on the fucking website, you bitch. I hate <laughs> everything about that. It makes me sound like I'm a wrestler. <laughs> that's a good thing <laughs> strong I want to um, be blue that's it just it that's just blue it's blue okay okay book recommendations let's go hold on oh wait no we're gonna do our introduction I think we should wing it every single week honestly oh yes for sure wing it wing hi it. I'm Annie Scourja I'm Kayla McFadden. I'm Kinsey Pochio. I feel like we're on a game show. We I am. What? Where's you are? Mom? Just you? Are you going to really eat on this, Kinsey? Good God. I had to do, I had to do something. Oh, my God. And you're, you're telling the story today, and we're not even going to be able to hear half of it. Don't touch your computer. Um, no, I'm not going to eat on this because that would be gross for people to listen to. And I am going to drink my Diet Coke, though. Not if we label it as ASMR. Then we get all the creepies. Nope, not going to yuck anybody's yum. Anyway, this week I have been watching Netflix. There's a show. There's a new show called I Killed My Dad. I think that's what it's called. I just killed my dad. I've been wanting to watch that. Is it any good? Um, yes. Because at first I was like, he definitely did it. And now I'm like, but he was traumatized. So I don't know where I stand on it yet. So I'm also reading um, My Daddy is a Hero. It's about Chris Watts. Who? Chris Watts, the man who killed his wife and two kids and put him in an oil thing. You've never heard of Chris Watts, bro. I don't think so. Who wrote the book? His dead kid? I'm confused. No. Whose daddy is a hero? Not him. It's called My Daddy's a Hero based off of something that one of his kids said. But 
the book itself was written by Lena Derhalley. 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 Uh, yeah, she's a licensed psychotherapist. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, us. it's interesting. When am I going to write a book? After this podcast, right? We have all this time. We can write a book after about the podcast. I feel like Did you guys really, else watch or read anything. You're not really putting a lot of effort into this book club aspect of the podcast, Samantha. Okay. I am reading a book. You're all going to hate this. I am oh reading a book about how community is no longer a thing because we don't trust people as much. That sounds, That's actually okay. kind of interesting. What it is it called? Be if you read it, um, I can't remember. I don't actually usually remember that kind of stuff. I don't remember the author. <laughs> either. It's very thick and it has a lot of research. It talks about trust and violence and everything else, but it's it's very research based. It's very nerdy. Okay, Did Annie, I want you to start reporting back what Kevin is watching during the podcast because he is more interesting. <laughs> that's that's fair. He is probably he's probably watching a um, TV show from the BBC currently. <laughs> Okay. About crime. You guys aren't going to watch the new House of Dragons? I'm not bringing that up because that will lead us into tonight's episode. Oh, dear God. Okay. Um, I am watching Echoes, which is a new Netflix short TV show. What are those called? Short clips? Mini, mini series? Yeah, mini series. The limited series thing. Um, and it's about these two twin sisters. And they basically switch lives and then one of them goes missing. And it's fascinating because it tells you like all this fucked up stuff from their childhood, which you know, I love. So it's just, um, it's real. No, not real drama. So I'm just rewatching oh. Lucifer. Love Lucifer. Fun fact I to our podcast. Never oh, fun fact to our podcast audience. My very first foster cat's name was Maze after our wonderful Mazakine. Oh, our queen. our queen being. She's so pretty. Now you have cricket and I lemon. So, like, what? How did I you do really off track with that one? I just <laughs> looked at her, and she looked like a lemon. She does not look like a lemon. No, not the coloring, <laughs> not the shape. Is she, is she tangy? She's yep. a tabby cat. She looks. <laughs> she doesn't look like lemon. Okay, my next foster cat's name is going to be Pop Tart. Because it looked like a pop tart. Oh, just because I like the name Pop Tart. <laughs> I hate everything about it. <laughs> so shall we? If you want to. So finally, what I watched last night for the first time because I was finally able to agree to watch a new episode of something. We watched House of Dragons, right? I thought it was okay. Everybody says it's amazing. I would say, eh, it was okay. Anybody else watched it? Um, I didn't watch Game of Thrones. Right. Same. You know this about us. I'm so sorry. I didn't watch it. I have your, hold on, hold on. I still have your seed, your, um, what? DVD season one. It's in my closet. $20. I I didn't watch it. 
Anyways, so speaking of House of Dragons, I am going to bring the show to us if you will not go to the show. You're going to force House of Dragons on us. I am going to force dragons on you. She cuts and shares screen to watch Netflix with us for the next hour. And all the audience can do is listen. It's basically all you hear the whole time. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so we have House of Dragons. We have dragons, right? That's literally the only connection is that there's dragons. So aside from that, this has nothing to do with House of Dragons. HBO, we will not need your licensing or copyright um, permissions. So imagine, for one, that you're looking at a face and then suddenly it's a dragon. A dragon. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> right. Okay. Holy wait, 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 wait. A dragon? Oh, fuck. D-R-A-G-O-N. Right. See, you weren't imagining it. You're hearing the words, but you weren't visualizing it. Because imagine you're sitting there and you're staring at me. And then all of a sudden, I am the talking head of a mother effing dragon. I want the audience to know that your dragon is currently swimming through the air for some reason. That's what you're doing (laughs) with your hand. Dragon swim. (laughs) Dragon. (laughs) So... A woman goes to a psychiatrist and says, yo, dog, I am seeing dragons. Mm -hmm. So I'd be looking at a face. And then all of a sudden, five to ten minutes later, it's a dragon. So she's 50 years. Is this like, okay. Yeah, I feel like you're rushing my story process. I'm listening. Hold on, though. Like, hold on. I know dragons are real, first of all. So was it um, a real dragon face or was it like a cartoon debatable. dragon face? It was a dragon face. Okay. So wait, 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 wait. I have that. Yes. Proceed. Is this that um is this Peach Dragon or did no, this is not the old cartoon dragon. No, this is scary. <laughs> okay. So they turned black. They would grow long pointy ears. A protruding snout, right, swimming, and displayed a reptiloid skin and huge eyes in bright yellow, green, blue, or red. This is from the woman. This is how she would describe it to the psychiatrist. Is she sure? That's scary. It sounds like, you know, I woke up and my cat's staring at me because she's hungry. Different? Right. And maybe if that happened, like, middle of the night every once in a while... But this woman's a school administrator, and she would just be sitting there talking to somebody, and dragons would appear, right? So, essentially, she doesn't actually report it to anybody until she's 52, and it became a problem. But this started for her, like, way, way before, even in her childhood. (laughs) She didn't report this until she was 52, and it became a problem. (laughs) But imagine if you it happens, like, it's normal to you. It's just dragons becoming with you somewhere. But it's always dragons. It's nothing else. It's always dragons. So she starts off in childhood. She starts seeing them. I guess when you're a child, maybe it's kind of cool that you see some dragons or maybe you just don't really know you're not supposed to see dragons. I don't know. I guess if that happens to you all the time, you just wait for the dragon and someone to appear. Like, you know, the phrase, the devil isn't everyone. No. (laughs) (laughs) I need you to not ruin my analogy. The devil isn't everyone. There's a devil inside everyone. Come on, the Italian job. 
Anyway. Come on. I know church. I don't know. I don't understand. The devil is in everyone. Sounds like something Brenda said to you. Hashtag Brenda. Brenda, are you listening? <laughs> no, actually, um, Mark Wahlberg said it to me on the Italian job. Um, anyways. Mm. So it turns out this woman is being assessed for hallucinations, right? Because it sounds like hallucination. So first she just gets told she's having hallucinations. By the way, there was no names. They did a great job of HIPAA this time. Unlike Jeannie, HIPAA was fully intact. All I know is that she's 52 years old. I... What year is this? This is, re- this was, she reported, this was somewhere between like 2010, 2020. So the Lancet um, published it. That the, the Lancet is a journal in the Netherlands. Kinsey, you, you were saying something. You need to start with the year next time, please. And thank you. I need more context. Second off, I forgot what I was going to say, but, oh, I was going to say, yeah, it seems too easy to be schizophrenia. Otherwise you wouldn't be telling me this story. So go proceed. Exactly. Because I'm reading it and I'm like, okay, so she hallucinates. Like, what's the big deal? Right. But they test her for all the different hallucinations. And no, this is not something that just appears um, every so often, or maybe with stress um, or after a certain age. This started at childhood and this always happens. But she also wasn't just faces would turn into dragons. She would also see them on face-like things. Oh no, penises. Ah! I don't <laughs> Why is it face-like? Is it so scary? <laughs> Terrifying! <laughs> I want to know where the face and the penis is. This is not like Mary in the bread. What? <laughs> Mary not Magdalene? No, not Magdalene. Hey, stop making church commentary. I don't understand. <laughs> this was on the reaping. Oh, that sounds right. good. I should watch yeah, that. No, I like it. Right. Um, <laughs> so she had a pet dragon growing up, right? Um, yes, because according to Kayla, that's a fact, right? Dragons are real. Okay, she was so let's... Fact, the owner of Pete's Dragon, and then she became the Dragon Whisperer. And she I is love the... Pete's Dragon. What if she is the whole reason that House of Dragons exists now? Well, um, she would just see dragon faces, not the whole like screeching, flying thing. What are you doing right now? I'm flying. <laughs> So what no. did the doctors say? What okay, so she, goes, so she goes to a psychiatrist when she's 52. They do a medical background. So they, they do a medical screening. So they do like run all kind of tests. They run all kind of um, EEGs. They do blood work and everything comes back normal. The only thing that was actually off was like a little bit of um, white blood cell or white, no, white matter in the brain in a certain part. But apparently that didn't really tell them anything. So everything in her brain showed normal functioning or unremarkable. And isn't it like gray matters the bad one? Um, like it acts up more. Mm. Okay, I don't know. Like it has behavioral outbursts. What are we saying? The bad one. Gray matter is good. Gray matter. Is gray matter. Oh. You have gray matter. We all oh, have no, gray no, matter. I'm gonna die. <laughs> gray gray matter mean brain work, kids. Gray Maybe matter. You don't have gray matter. matter <laughs> of the corpus callosum, right? There's something in your brain that if you have more of a certain type of matter, it's bad. It's not gray. Cancerous? White. White shadow. Can you read the disclosure again? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. 
A little bit back. It's a good time to remind Absolutely. people that we are not doctors. <laughs> well, I mean, definitely not that kind of doctor. Yes. So she did eventually get a diagnosis. I'm going to go to the diagnosis because I'm going to say a word that if I had started with this, it wouldn't have mattered because you would not have remembered it, nor would you know it. Oh. Are you ready? Hippopotamus? Prosopometamorphopsia. Mm. Say that again. Prosopometamorphopsia. I want that to be the name of the episode. Kayla said. Welcome back to Prosopometamorphopsia. <laughs> Kayla? No, yeah. I um, No, I hear you. I know exactly what you're saying for sure. Of course. Right. So Do they there's have a doctor version of the DSM where they're just like. It's called Google nowadays, yeah, actually. They... Listen, hold on. Can we pause? Talking stick. I'm taking that shit. Listen, I was stung by a scorpion once. And we didn't know if it was poisonous. And so my dad took me to the emergency room at like 630 in the morning because I was stung by a scorpion and it was really painful. And he took the scorpion with us so that he could show the doctor, hey, this is what stung her. Because we moved from Arizona where scorpions are actually poisonous. And then we moved to Georgia where scorpions are not poisonous. But I didn't know that. So uh, basically all these doctors came in and they were like, oh, I've never seen a scorpion in real life. Um, but they weren't there to see me. And then, um, <laughs> so we were there for like two hours and then the doctor came in and he goes, so uh, I did a quick Google search and uh, looks like these aren't poisonous. Draws a red circle around the sting and then walks away and says, if the swelling goes outside of this line, come back. And that was my, that was my emergency room trip. <laughs> and that is the epitome of Kayla as a human being. They all came to the room to see something that wasn't her. <laughs> I want to know why you thought the doctors should be scorpion experts. Well, I, I was in middle school. My dad did that. No, I really feel, yeah, I feel like the, there should have been a better protocol there than Google says you're fine. I'm, I think it's great that your dad took you to the emergency room because I could have been like swelled up with my allergy to bees and my dad would have been like, I think she's fine, honestly. So <laughs> you're a little dirt. Let's go. Good old Tom. You're allergic to bees? Um, I don't, it's TBD. No, probably something we should have known. Right? That seems dangerous. We go on vacation I, with you. How often do you guys get stung by bees? I don't, who knows? I, it hasn't happened to me since I was like seven and had to go to the emergency room, but it was red wasp and I got stung like four times because I grabbed it in my hand and held it. That's I wasn't the smartest child. It shows. Anyways. So moving back into our story, it seems like a good time to redirect. Go ahead, Kinsey. Say also props to Papa Preston for bringing the scorpion with him. Good job. Thank you. You should have, you should have kept him and named him. He made me hold it. It was so scary. <laughs> what did he, he put, put it in a cup with some like cling wrap on it and said, here, hold it. I was still crying thinking I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he didn't care at all about your emotional state. I love that Kayla's a little bitch and her dad's like, we're going to the hospital. Please hold the scorpion. And she's like, Aah! and that's the, that's my origin story. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to show up on the genogram somewhere. 
Okay. Okay. Proceed. Okay. So um, the reason that she even went to, because like I said, she never went to the doctor before this. The only reason that she actually went is because she was struggling with like her relationships and struggling to hold down jobs because, you know, she's talking to somebody. So she turns out to be like a school administrator. And as she's talking to people, like it would just change into a dragon face. So the information doesn't really share like how she felt about it because it's it's medical based. So we don't have like a good um, like autobiography about her side of it. Um, but I would imagine if you were just sitting somewhere and talking about somebody's kid and then dragon eyes start coming at you that you might react a little bit, right? Uh-huh. You might give a healthy pause to the conversation. Uh-huh. So she abuses alcohol. She actually ends up like having a relationship. Like she marries, she has a daughter. Um, she goes, you know, gets a job, but then things kind of started going downhill. It started getting to her more because she says like, it actually did not bother her hardly at all, even through adolescence. So not until adulthood, but like I said, none of this actually showed up on test. Um, so she gets referred to the Hague that's how the story kind of came to be because the Lancet actually published it from there in the medical journal. Um, but Kayla, you'll recognize this name. I don't know, Kenzie, if you've read this book, um, but she was actually also referred to Professor Oliver Sacks. Mm-hmm. You know that name, right? Kenzie, are you yep. familiar with the man? What is it? The man who mistook his wife for a hat? Mm-hmm. No, but I think they should have referred her to Dr. House. I know him. Oh, he would have figured it out and like fixed it so fast. And then he would have been like, give him my drugs. And hit him with a cane. Yes. Let's get out of here. Everybody's standards for a doctor. Exactly. Um, Kayla, can you, you've actually listened to the entire, or you read the entire book. I'm still listening to the stories of Professor Oh, honey, no. It was so long ago. Okay. So (laughs) my, my understanding is that it's a collection of stories about neurological disorders um, that essentially are very rare and fascinating. So it very much fits our vibe, right? Of bizarre and absurd. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I like it's Annie's story. And she's like, Kayla, go ahead, take the floor. Tell them about it. Well, this is a book that she, I know she's read it, but I thought it was, it was more recent. Apparently it was recenter, but it was not. Well, I'll re-listen to it now because now I want to remember but yeah, well, so this one is very similar to the story in there, the very first story, actually, the man who mistook his wife for a hat, except for he had prosopagnosia, if I remember correctly. So there's different types of visual distortions for faces, apparently. So there's a part in the brain. Here's a little bit of science for you. Are you ready? Great yeah. matter. <laughs> Great matter. That actually is completely inaccurate. <laughs> Are we ready for the actual information? Go. Okay. So there's a part in the brain that controls facial recognition, right? So we got to think when we're looking at a face, we see a face. Now, Mm -hmm. Gestalt psychology is going to say, do we know what Gestalt psychology says? Do you remember? Kinsey, you you got this. Come on. Oh, I was just nodding. Sorry, I wasn't listening. (laughs) Hold on to some of the parts thing, right? So when we look at a face, we don't see individual structures. We see an entire face. Is this why, is this why when there's like a, like a faucet, you see eyes and a mouth or like whenever you see, <laughs> no, that's, that's not what we think. Can you, can you actually use the word eye? So no, we, like humans as it's in general. We... I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so it happens a lot with outlets too, right? The. <laughs> Right? You know I'm right. 
describe yeah, that no, you're right. to our podcast yes. audience? Um, the face that I am making is the shape of an outlet. <laughs> a three-pronged outlet got to have the ground just three orifices <laughs> three orifices the ground is in the oral area mm-hmm. wow that actually makes a lot of sense right yeah anyways moving along so the facial recognition um, part of the brain is called the fusiform face area that doesn't need to be remembered right um, but it's in the occipital lobe does anybody remember what the occipital Back lobe here is? with your eyes Back to the brain. Hospital, occipital, right? That's how I've always remembered it. Oh, my God. I fell down and butt my head. Got to go to the hospital. Occipital. No, bitch. Where did you grow up? (laughs) I went to school in Upson County. I think it shows. I I don't know how. Okay. Kenzie Kenzie didn't play outside. She she didn't need those rhymes. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't go to the hospital, so... Anyways, um, so they actually, they at first said, okay, I don't think that is the part of the brain that controls facial recognition. And then they had an epileptic patient that they underwent electrodes in the brain and they put them on that part of the brain and activated them. And then the doctor's face started to metamorphosize into something else. Basically, it just kind of changed shape. Like it didn't actually turn into anything. I don't think it just changed. Okay. So. That's the part of the, the brain that they're theorizing she actually had issues in. But in the occipital lobe. In the occipital lobe. So back yeah, of the brain. Occipital, don't forget. Hospital occipital in the back of the brain. Got it. Um, so is this the same? This, this man, he thought oh his wife was a hat. Oh, yes. So going back to the man who mistook his wife for a hat. So this that one's an older story. Um, so that, that showed up a lot earlier than this one did. So they don't have as much medical testing that is... Um, as much about like the brain activity. I don't know that they even did like MRIs. Kayla, do you remember if they did any kind of actual brain scans? Just stop referring to me, honestly. She is putting you on the spot a lot today. (laughs) So much. But the man who mistook his wife for a hat, he actually, um, his perception of brains would change too. So he had facial distortions, except for his would just randomly turn into things. And like, for instance, he's talking to the doctor at one point, reaches for his hat and it turns out that's actually his wife's head. And she was used to it. So she just kind of was like, oh, that's just my husband. Right? So like, can you imagine like you're at a party with people and like your husband like just reaches for your head and like, oh, give him my freaking hat. And you're, like, you're just being dragged to the side. And this is normal for us, right? So this is along the same kind of thing. And apparently this happens somewhat often, but it's not really reported because people don't always notice it because they can't always tell that this stuff is happening because of the way that the brain doesn't always speak back to itself. So that's an interesting part it's called not a uh, bilateral something. Anyways, there's only 81 cases actually documented in the last century, 81 cases of that particular problem of this, of say it with me now, prosopo metamorphopsia. Prosopo for, um, formidable, um, Avada Kedavra. <laughs> Avada Kedavra. Yes. Prosopo metamorphopsia. Prosopo metamorphopsia. Whoa. Ring a ding ding. Say it. What? I said that's exactly how Brenda would say it. What did you say? I said prosopo metamorphopsia. Kinsey, you say it. Prosopo (laughs) metamorphopsia. It just gets worse. 
So yes, so there are only 81 cases that's actually um, being documented, but it's a disorder of the visual perception that's associated with facial distortion. So essentially the brain struggles to recognize faces and will confuse them with things. So the dragon thing is unique to her. And that's the part that I actually found kind of interesting. Like why dragons? Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay, so your brain's confusing faces for things, but why you got to wake up and just be like, there's going to be a dragon today. How often did she see these dragons? Was it like daily? Yes, this was very regularly occurring. Now, it doesn't talk about if it increased or decreased with certain stressors or triggers. Um, it, it's, it's a very brief description of the actual symptoms. They go more into the medical testing part and what they did for her to actually help her. Because they did actually end up helping her. They cut out the gray matter, huh? All the gray matter, yes, because it's bad. It's a bad boy. so yeah um but no and uh, apparently this was did you guys know this no this disorder is featured in alice in wonderland okay (gasps) you got it with the cheshire cat (gasps) so alice carries a baby out of the duchess's kitchen and you see it grow into a very turned up nose i'm pretty sure it's in the book version i'm gonna be honest with you I actually, I don't like Alice in Wonderland. Okay, but he also wrote that book on drugs, so. Exactly. Speaking of Picasso, right? Speaking of, yeah, we were definitely speaking of Picasso. (laughs) Also could be on drugs. Um, But they also wonder if um, Pablo Picasso had a visual distortion because of how his paintings were. Kayla, you're an uh, artist. Don't you know about Picasso? I know all about Picasso. Can you give us a few facts? Yeah, he, um, yep, I sure can. Um, Van Gogh, he lived, he, um, he cut off his ear because his lover left him. He, um, which one is the dripping clock? That's Van Gogh. Is that Van Gogh? I don't know. I don't know. I think Picasso is the one with the faces that look like they're like turning, like churning almost like a maelstrom. I think I got all, I I think I just described every artist that I learned in school. Kayla said Picasso was an artist of his time who lived and then died. Okay. His autobiography. The dripping clock is called the persistence of memory and it's by Salvador Dali. So none of the two that we were talking about. <laughs> and no, Francis Bacon also, who honestly, I'm not going to lie. The first thing I thought of was Kevin Bacon. And I'm like, Kevin Bacon has some kind of facial distortion. I thought you and said then I was like Francis Bacon. And then that actually didn't help me at all. Cause I still don't know who Francis Bacon is. Historical figure. That's very specific. So apparently they all had perceptual disorders, but apparently perceptual disorders are called Alice in Wonderland disorders because of how trippy it was. So there's that little bit of knowledge for you. But most perceptual disorders are because of brain lesions, which can be cancerous or non-cancerous, but it can also occur because of epilepsy, strokes, severe migraines, brain tumors, head injuries. So basically what I'm telling you is that one day, you can have a really severe migraine, Kinsey, Kayla, and then you can be talking to me and all of a sudden, boom, fucking dragon. Do I get to pick my anime shape? <laughs> anime shape. <laughs> is this 
like hint like or if I was using my Harry Potter terminology, my Patronus, do I get to pick it? Do I have to make my own? She wants to know if she can create her um, I am avatar. Can I pick my hallucinations, please? I would like okay, no, but really, to be a cat. So you would have to go to the doctor to basically clarify if it was a hallucination or if there's something else. Yeah, and I, so I she also... Sorry to interrupt, but like saying, going back to the artist thing, like a lot of them did have schizophrenia, which is causing those problems. So I guess, or so we thought, did they, or did they have? Right. Well, so that's the thing is because when she was a child, there were times that she, and now this is what's hard is because she's a child at this point. um, She would report um, what they called zoopsia. So this is where she would actually have hallucinations of ants crawling on her. So she did have that issue and possibly passage hallucinations, which, okay, by the way, I, I think I, I diagnosed myself with something else that I've read about now because, you know. Um, so what are we at now, 20? I, I have a lot of disorders now. Um, it's not anxiety. It's just fact. Okay. Yes. It's not illness anxiety at all. Um, so there's, there's something called passage hallucinations where apparently you consistently see shadows or shapes out of the corners of your eye consistently or just sometimes because sometimes i'd be seeing them too consistently not just like oh my god that was my cat running by right or hey there's a shadow but like actually like your vision is impaired in some way because like you you think you see something and so it's not actually in your peripheral but you think it's in your peripheral and these are actually linked to parkinson's so i could have parkinson's i don't know i need to tie that circle together passage hallucinations can be linked to dementia and Parkinson's. Remember, we are not doctors. Oh, that's where it ends. Okay. Yeah, we're on the neurological side of just understanding the neuroscience and how the brain does this weird thing of seeing dragons just because that little fusiform area may or may not be a little screwy. Okay, got it. I'm there. screwy. Like, should be seeing dragons. Where do the screws in my brain go? Well, that's a question for your psychiatrist. <laughs> I wish I had a psychiatrist. Kinsey, Kinsey goes to her psychiatrist. Excuse me, where did the screws go? <laughs> no context. <laughs> <laughs> but look, here's, one, here's what, uh, one of the things that's great about this woman. I have a lot of respect for her because she's talking to the psychiatrist. And at some point, this is how she explains this. So I, I had to Google part of this. She says she thinks that this is partially related to her being born in a call. I'm going to spell that C-A-U-L. Do we know what that is? It's a boat, piece of a boat. Inaccurate. I I really believed it. (laughs) I really thought you knew what you were talking about. I thought I did too. You had to believe it. I'm crying and it was so convincing. It's very wrong. It's actually completely wrong. It's it's not, (laughs) no. Um, A call is an intact amniotic sac. Call. Oh, for sure. That's what she said is the cause of her seeing dragons. So I don't think that we could completely rule out that these could be hallucinations because she could be 
just a bit on the other side of where we want her to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe normal or unremarkable is not how we might describe her in a psychological assessment. Okay, wait. It's called a hull. That's a piece of a boat. I was very close. (laughs) (laughs) Kinsey said, I was very confident. I know that this is called a call. (laughs) Good job, Ken. So it's still not a call. The call is still an amniotic sac that is intact. She's born in this and she says, this is why I'm seeing dragons. I looked it up. Apparently this, yeah, go ahead. There's questions here. Go ahead. I have questions. Did I bet. they roll out schizophrenia or did they just like ignore it? <laughs> so unfortunately there is not a complete assessment provided. I say unfortunately, cause I think it would have been very interesting to see what they ruled out. Right. Differential diagnosis. Um, Kenzie, can you explain differential diagnosis to our listeners? I can, but why do we have to tell the story? (laughs) No, no, this is not part of the story. So differential diagnosis, we're basically saying what could it be and what is it similar to, but also not be. Um, So differential diagnosis was not provided and a list of ruled out disorders was not provided. So they could have been saying could have been schizophrenia, but I will say that none of the um, treatment that they gave her suggested that they saw anything psychological. Neurological, yes. Psychological, no. So I don't, does schizophrenia fall under, is it neurological or psychological? Schizophrenia is a psychological disorder. But not neurological because it's actually a brain issue. So that's interesting, right? How do you define the difference between psychological and neurological? I don't think it's a brain issue. I don't think schizophrenia has anything to do with your brain because I don't think there's any brain abnormalities. Dopamine. They just did a study that ruled out dopamine. Did you see that? No, you'll have to send that to me because that's what we've always learned is that dopamine, too much dopamine means that you have schizophrenic um, symptoms and too little means that you have Parkinson's. You'll have to remind me tomorrow. I'll have to find it. But they sent it through my department and they said um, that this, I mean, it was just one study, but the study basically said there's no correlation that dopamine causes any brain issues. I feel like one study is enough to generalize the results to everybody. I agree, but it's been like, People like across the board have been like, oh my God, we did not, we don't, we know nothing. Damn it. Correlation always means causation. And one case study is enough to generalize results, right? That's what I always learned. That's what I base my entire life on. <laughs> Let's see Read this. one article, believe it and move on. Why waste time? I say many words when few words do trick. <laughs> so, just to sum up where they ended with her. Essentially, they started to prescribe her some kind of acid medication, viral something, acid, I don't know. That didn't really do shit. So she comes back and they tried her on three uh, three milligrams of rivastigmine. Rivastigmine. They prescribed three milligrams of a medication that is a cholinesterase inhibitor. Okay, so what happened? Did it help? It did. So they prescribed this and it actually does help with the um, visual hallucinations, perceptual disorder. She does not see um, dragon heads anymore. However, then she starts to experience something else that we could um, diagnose for ourselves called auditory sleep start. So this, I'm going to read this directly. A rare sleep disturbance in which people awaken just as they are falling asleep because they hear a loud bang or clang. I've had that. 
Exactly. We could diagnose ourselves with so many things from these episodes. I've had that. And I'm like, yo, did that actually happen? Kinsey, I need you to start creating checkboxes of which diagnosis Kayla or I claim. Okay. We can do like a, a bingo. Do I think? Right. Oh one? my God. <laughs> can we? We'll see who gets diagnosed with illness anxiety first. <laughs> That's you, the way. Illness anxiety is the free space in the middle, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I be like just anxious about illness anxiety? Can I think I have that, but not have that? Is that just the question itself says that you do meta? Is this like meta illness anxiety? Yes. Hmm. So now I can yeah, find so they, stupid article. Yeah, Damn. you're gonna find that article. You're gonna send it. So basically, they just reduced her meds, um, and she was fine after that. Just symptom free. No more dragon heads. Because of the medicine that she was on. Because of the medicine, I gotta say, when I was doing the research, I, I, I actually, you know, I'm nerdy. I enjoyed reading about the brain. I actually have a really nice picture of the brain here. If the audience gets to see the video, it's a lovely picture oh. and diagram. Yeah, apparently, depending on where the brain disorder or where the um, brain abnormality occurs is what your visual distortion is. So, for instance, if it's bilateral, like it, it's prosa metamorphopsia but if it depends it on what it is um but the anticlimactic part was at the end good for her not so great for our episode that she was just fine at the end just good so happy for her I'm very happy for her it's a great thing for her and her life and her daughter i mean it could have been spiced up a little bit more <laughs> for the plot line yeah <laughs> Plot twist. Right. Like, I feel like for the plot, she could have been a little bit more interesting. Um, she wasn't really given as much. I do have a, I have, I would like you to reach out to her and see if she will talk for us because I need to know if everyone had a different dragon face. <laughs> um, I may, I feel like maybe we should edit out this last part of how we wish her life would have went and then maybe we should reach out to her. I don't know that she would appreciate us saying that it should have been the spicier. But you know what? Honestly, let's just be authentic and tell her, like, you could have been more interesting at the end. It's not my fault you weren't more interesting. I like it. Right. So that is the story of prosopo metamorphopsia of a 52-year-old who saw dragon faces because of a brain abnormality that may or may not have been in the fusiform face area, part of the brain, and that was assuredly symptom-free just because of little three milligrams of meds. So, yes. So the next time I speak, we'll talk aliens. Um, it's just this time, like, I was going through stories and I was like, you know what? House of Dragons. I like dragons. I got to read about this woman. And by the way, the call thing, not the whole, but the call, C-A-U-L. Apparently, if you're born in a call, people think that means good luck. Like, you, you have good luck. Can you tell me what that is again? An intact amniotic sac. I'm going to be honest with you. I did not know it's not supposed to be intact. So I can't tell you why that's special because this body did not produce a baby at any point and will not. I fight it every month that it even thinks about it. <laughs> okay, guys. Good luck. Or good. Oh, please. Good, good news. news. I found the article. <laughs> 
That took you so long. She never got it. You got it for her. That's because I'm an idiot. It actually is (laughs) serotonin, not dopamine. And it says there is no link between serotonin and anxiety. Or serotonin and depression. I was going to say, so we're basically talking about two different neurotransmitters and two different disorders. (laughs) Yeah. We got there. We got there. No clear evidence that serotonin levels are responsible for depression. And it was just published by the University College of London, 2022. Link in our chat. We will put on the website. Okay. So basically what I heard is good luck. Dopamine and anxiety are not related. Right? Like, that's our summary. Cool. Okay, so you science know, daily. The article is about serotonin. Serotonin and schizophrenia. Um, yes. So dopamine's up in the air, may or may not be related. Let's. This is another um, good time to say again that we are neither doctors nor medical professionals looking to give you any kind of medical or psychological advice. Um, please go to doctors if you're having any of these disorders. And for the love of God, don't use our information to diagnose yourself. Please never, ever, ever, unless you are our patient and we have seen you multiple times and multiple. Yeah. Insurance just says one. Just going just to point that out. Insurance says one. Insurance says you see him one time and you are good to go. You can tell him anything. I don't agree with that, but hey, what can we do with insurance? Call the commissioner. Okay, so when are we going to make our guest list and have our, our people start reaching out to their approval? First guest. Are we good? And I'm going to end recording, okay? Are we good? Oh, no, this was part of the podcast for me. So sorry. First guest, Dragon Lady. Second guest, Aliens. How we get? I'm bringing the aliens next time, okay? I played nice tonight. I provided a story. Next time, I am talking about aliens. Me and the psychologist okay. wrote the article. But are you going to bring aliens to the podcast? I thought we I were all an alien. Aliens. You're an alien? She's a crab. Mito. <laughs> okay. Goodbye, Kenzie. Kenzie, you are going to do our next podcast. Do we have any kind of teaser? Oh, LOL. Like I know what I'm doing the podcast on. Don't play. <laughs> All right, so Kinsey, Kinsey Pochio. pulls out of her butt, it will be animal related because that is my life theme. I can't wait. Um, I'm excited next week or next episode, Kinsey, to hear what you have for us. Um, oh, and then Kayla. Hear what I have for us too. No. <laughs> and then Kayla, Not you're going to go after that. Yep, we're going to keep going in a circle. <laughs> nice. Do you know what you're talking about? I sure do. Yeah, you're, gonna, you're not going to give us a teaser? Nothing? I'm going to be talking about the hat man. <gasps> That's no information. Um, that sounds terrible. Okay. So thank you for listening, guys. Um, that's all the information I have. Literally, that was that was all the information I could find. I Googled a lot of stuff, but that was, that was it. Just a little one and a half pages of information for you. Um, so that's all I have. Um, thank you to the listeners for standing by while we tried to understand the brain. And follow us on Instagram at Mentally Morbid and TikTok Mentally Morbid. And um, we have a website now called Mentally Morbid. 
Um, everything is mentally morbid. It's crazy. That's like our name. Soon yeah. To be included with our t-shirt shop that I'm going to co and only found. We don't have that yet, everyone. Don't. Send yeah. me your email. Let me know what merch you want to our oh, yes, we have the time. email address. Sorry. Hey, by the time we produce this, we might have all that information. True, but I do have an email address if someone wants to submit an idea for one of us to use. Um, our email address I have to look up because I forgot. Oh, it's mentally morbid pod at gmail.com if you want to submit an idea or story or if there's something you want us to talk about. We might not, but you know, it's fun I mean, I'm fun. always open for someone to get, do half the work for me. So yeah, just tell me what to do. <laughs> and you can go to the website to the contact form and also submit there. We don't want to forget that. Nice and easy. Wait. It goes to a spreadsheet. Make sure to tell me your name so I can shout you out. Shout out. Shout out to my girl. Blah, blah, blah. Or boy. And that concludes our second episode of <gasps> Mentally Morbid. That's obnoxious.